Welcome to Fandom Fighters Episode 2. I am Fern, and I am joined here by my friend Toby. That's me. Uh, today we are going over the infamous Miss Scribe. Miss, okay, Miss Scribe. At the end of the last episode, you, you were trying to tell me, I, I thought it was Missed Scribe, like somebody like uh, fucked up copying something. <laughs> but I guess Miss Scribe makes sense too. It, it, maybe it has the same meanings. I don't know. I'll find out. It's like like Madam Scribe, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's a good name. You know what? Great, great visibility. I, I yeah. And uh, I'm sure it's not going to have any crazy bad connotations. Like the, uh, <laughs> the last one with the brother-sister fan fiction. We won't quite get into that kind of controversial topic, uh, but, but there's some shit going down. So get ready. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. All right. So... Miss Scribe was a live journal user, Harry Potter fan, and Harry Potter fanfiction author. So this was around the same time as our last topic, uh, Cassandra Clare. It was early 2000s, Harry Potter fandom. Well, they were running the same circles. Yes. And Cassandra Clare at this time was the queen. Uh, everyone wanted to be her friend. And she was part of the inner circle. Um, a lot of these people in the inner circle, Cassandra Clare included, are still pretty influential today on the internet. So this this was a big deal. Everybody knew them. So we need to delve into the inner workings of the inner circle and the Harry Potter fandom as a whole okay. in order to get the full context of this crazy story. So there were several websites at the time dedicated to certain ships. Uh, and when I say ships, does that do you know what that means? It's like when people pair up uh, in a relationship. Yes. See, we talked about Steven Universe last one. I'm a big fan of the series as well. And they have an, an April Fool's episode that I really like where they... They, it was like a crossover between that and another show, Cartoon Network, uh, called Uncle Grandpa, which is like oh, yeah. a whole other a whole other thing. Uncle Grandpa was like an acid trip show for kids. But uh, there, there's a scene where two characters in Steven Universe are on the ship, and <laughs> it gets it gets shot, and there was like, and the they literally say, "Oh, the ship!" and it's just, it's just so funny. They, they, you get <laughs> shot out of the cannon into the ship. It's just like I get that. I get the reference. That's excellent. Okay, good. So you have that knowledge. So first, there was the website Sugar Quill. And this website had super strict rules regarding the the creator and moderator's interpretations of canon. I'm pretty sure that they thought that Harry Hermione was going to be canon. Oh, okay. So they wouldn't allow, like, Harry Ginny fix. Really? That's... that's... Yeah. I, I read the rest as like a, a lot of smart rules, like don't go over PG-13 and nothing like student-teacher. The, the, the list is literally nothing student-teacher, incest, or BCL. You know, like those yeah. are solid rules. Yeah, um, especially for a children's uh, book. But for being so strict on like sticking to their canon, that's that's what gets me on, on the first one. It's like, why? Yeah, and it's funny because they would later allow... Who is it? Oh, the people are gonna kill me if I get this wrong. But I think it's Lupin and Sirius. Huh. They would allow those fix. Yeah, so it's definitely like um playing favorites kind of thing. 
Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, they didn't allow anything over a PG-13 rating. They didn't allow student-teacher relationships, which is a, a big thing in Harry Potter fan. Yeah, that we didn't cover that in the last episode, but I, I just immediately assumed that the terror... We went straight from, like, one bad thing into the worst thing, which is the incest story. Yes. Yeah. Those aren't quite as big as in other fandoms, a Supernatural. Um, Oof. Yeah, but either way, they were not allowed. So because of that, uh, and you'll recognize this from the last episode, some of the inner circle of the Harry Potter fandom created Fiction Alley. And this was a website that allowed basically anything goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. It's Especially having the first one be like, you can't do this. You're out. The next step is like, okay, I'm going to make my own uh, church of blackjack and hookers. That's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's immediately what happens. And these people, I feel like this was a, a mentality that was huge back then and kind of huge with this generation of people, I want to say, where they were like proud of their weirdness and yeah. they, they were like proud, like, I'm a sinner, you know? Yeah, I, I remember some of the, like, the gaming groups that I was in back then. Because I, like, uh, until I was 18, I didn't really have a computer of my own, so I didn't really participate in a lot of stuff. This is where, like, mm -hmm. that we talked in the first episode about my Naruto fandom toe-dipping. Yeah. Toe but a lot of those circles have a lot of weird shit <laughs> when I, like, yeah. actually start looking into them. It's like, uh, <laughs> why are you doing this? Just make up your own thing and take it. Don't do, Don't post it where everybody can see it with a picture of yourself. Uh -huh. In front of your, like, high school. You're a freak. Uh -huh. You're a and real freak. And they really, really claim it. I think as a way to, like, combat the backlash that they know they're going to get. So anyway, there was a third, and there were countless websites. I'm but sure, But the yeah. third one that's important was Gryffindor Tower. And this was dedicated to the Harry and Ginny pairing. And what made it different from the other two sites, other than that, was that it kept all of their smut, all of their, like, inappropriate uh -huh, uh -huh. uh, fanfiction behind a password. That's that's good. That's a, yeah. it's a, a pretty decent step. I mean, I know kids are going to lie anyways. It, right. It's human nature. Yeah. But, like, when I was a kid and I tried to sign up for something that said I was 18 or you had to be 18 or older, I wouldn't do it because I was too scared. Same. So, like, like half, I'm sure a lot of kids were, were stopped just because they were too scared. But then, like, yeah, the, the, the freaks that are... They're getting into too much trouble. Uh -huh. it, it's it's a bad time. So at least Gryffindor Tower took steps, and that's a going back to what we talked about in our first episode. Another reason why I I love Ao3 so much is they have this meticulous tagging system, so you don't have to see anything that you don't want to see. That's good. That's yeah. good. Excellent. I just have to proclaim my love for them any chance I get. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> And I don't even read fan fiction that much. I'm just, I, I love the topic and I, I love people being able to do it safely. Yeah, I I don't read, I've never had like the drive to read fan fiction. Um, most because I only like stuff that's good by itself. Like, yeah. <laughs> as rude as that might sound. It, it, it's always like, I've consumed this media and I'm done with it. I'm moving on to the next thing. Right. That makes sense. It's, I don't like sit and stew on characters I like a lot. I save that for when I imagine characters for D&D &D sessions. Right. Uh, and that's enough for me. <laughs> it's like, 
because I'm coming up with you know characters of my own. I'm not I'm not like mm-hmm. I wonder what this character would do. In this, it's like I know this character's gonna do this thing. So I I just don't. I appreciate fanfics and fanfic mm-hmm. writers. I don't get it. I don't think I ever will. And you know, nowadays, you don't have to look as hard for representation of uh, like queer and people and people of color. Back then, I yeah. think fan fiction really arose from marginalized people not seeing themselves in the media that they loved. And that was kind of where the fan fiction sparked and also like the horny people who are like i want these characters to bone and they don't in canon yep yep i get it i get it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i understand that Uh uh-huh so gryffindor tower was seen as like the prudes of the harry potter fandom and they also because of their strict rules they kind of attracted some people who didn't like the slash fix, the the gay pairings. So they did sort of attract some prudish types of users. So there was some tension between Fiction Alley and Gryffindor Tower, especially because, as we've mentioned before, Cassandra Clare uh, didn't like the Harry-Ginny pairing. She absolutely hated it, and a lot of her friends hated it. Uh, like very vocally would get into fights with people over it that that's extremely unfortunate especially with uh hindsight <laughs> yeah like you know that's canon now <laughs> yeah it just becomes they hated it into being the truth yeah that's uh, excellent so cassandra claire uh gets into some some trouble when she bashes a Harry Ginny fic written by, I believe, one of the moderators of Gryffindor Tower. Uh-huh. Um, and after doing this, she gets some threatening emails from the husband of another Harry Ginny fanfiction author. This guy is like claiming that he knows her real name because i didn't mention in the last episode cassandra claire is a pseudonym okay yeah that makes sense i i usually my uh i always assume names are pseudonyms online right um just the age i grew up and nobody uses their real name nowadays people are more and more using their real name you see like bigger content creators just like straight up just just hey it's me it's yeah. My name is my channel, uh, which is cool, good for them. I I use a pseudonym. Uh, Toby is not my real name, unfortunately, for a lot of a lot of people. Are like, but it fits so well. It's like, yeah, it's, I picked it out. <laughs> it fits better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Fern is not my real name, but my anyway. real name is as weird as Fern. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's not that much of a stretch. <laughs> I just went with the same starting letter, and it just worked out for me. That's smart. It, that I I assumed. Uh, especially because she just dropped the A from her or the I from her name the last one. It's like, yeah, yeah. You, you, she's been she's used to it. She's been in the game. Yeah, and you know, back in this era, that wasn't the norm. A lot of people would use their legal names on their like really? live journals. Yeah, that um, that makes sense. That... Yeah, in forums, not so much. Uh, but but you could easily find somebody's name because the internet was smaller back then, and they were like, "What's yeah. going to happen?" I I do remember. I only went on Live Journal like twice, and it was Same. To, to read like poetry that my high school girlfriend had written about me, <laughs> and it wasn't good. And I was like, "Yeah, this is good here." And then I held hands, and I was, <laughs> it was a weird time. Yeah. Oh, high school. 
So after that, uh, Cassandra Clare presses charges against this man. For harassing, right? That, that's yes. Like, okay. And it, it's it's implied that he uh, implied bodily harm would come mm-hmm. to her over this. So it's, uh, a, it's alleged, yeah. Yeah. Like everything else we talk about in the show. It's, yes. All of this it's is alleged. alleged. Um, everything that happens is unless... It, unless there's hardcore receipts, it's it's right. all alleged. But she does press charges, and the husband is told he has to stay away from the Harry Potter fandom, which I assume wasn't hard for him because he I don't think he was in it. Yeah, he's anyway. just. He, I mean, I get it on his end. He's just trying to be a like protective husband. His wife yeah. got bullied by somebody who's writing harry potter incest yeah. fanfic so like i would i would say something i wouldn't say i'm gonna beat somebody up over it but yeah. I'm like hey you gotta knock it off at least he took it a little too far yeah so they tell the wife that she has to be removed as an admin from gryffindor tower and gryffindor tower is not happy about this they don't want to remove her as an admin uh, she eventually removes herself from the fandom as a whole, so it's it's not an issue. But yeah. because they wanted that, it causes a huge rift between uh, Gryffindor Tower and Fiction Alley. So the inner circle now absolutely hates Gryffindor Tower and Harry Ginny. Yeah, so Cassandra Clare won. Like she she bullied this person and then they quit. Yeah. Okay, that's shitty. That'll be a theme. Mission accomplished, but... (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So, around this time, somebody named Miss Scribe begins posting uh, Harry Potter fanfiction online. Immediately gains fans. Most notably, somebody who goes by Clarabella. And at the same time, she also gets huge amounts of hate mail. People claiming to be Christian Harry Potter fans. Which is odd, knowing the the backlash that, um, especially in America, a lot of Christian groups had. And nowadays, looking back on the Harry Potter author and mm-hmm. everything, it's, it, they line up a lot more than they thought they did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so we have all the, the Christian Harry Potter fans mm-hmm. sending hate mail. So this guy named Fermato Jam appears on her live journal, or he creates his own live journal. He's another, a Christian Harry Potter fan who claims to hate slash shippers and smut writers, and he wants to cleanse the Harry Potter fandom. Why? Yeah, you, you can't just drop the cleanse. You can't. I know. <laughs> That's oh boy. Yeah, um, it's it's bad. He starts commenting Bible verses on Cassandra Clare and Miss Scribe's fan fictions because Miss Scribe, most of her fan fictions are NC seventeen rated. I read a, an excerpt of one, and she had these teenagers dropping f bombs and worse. Okay. I, you know what? I can get behind dropping. I thought that was going to go. I'm sure it does go completely different places. But like, yeah. I thought you were going to say they're they're dropping some major, <laughs> major problem stuff. But nothing like pro- hashtag problematic. Uh-huh. But uh, well, possibly because we are dealing with minors. Yeah. Um, that's... But back in the day, nobody really saw an issue with that. Yeah. Except for these Christian Harry Potter fans. So for Matto Jam posts this big name sinners list 
and most of the inner circle is listed on there, uh, along with Miss Scribe. So everybody on this big name sinners list trolls for Mato Jam. They all friend each other. They make banners claiming that they're big name sinners. It's like a huge thing. Absolutely Streisand effect himself. Yeah. So it, that's what happens like anytime you see this happens in streamer Twitter sometimes where like an asshole just posts like, hey, all these people are assholes. And all those people are like, well, we're now going to be an asshole to you because you said we were. <laughs> like, yep. I love it. I love that's I love exactly what happened. The asshole synergies are always nice. So then Miss Scribe goes on to claim to know for Matter Jam uh, and says that he hacked her computer and that she's contacted the police about it. Uh, and later, she'll even go on to claim that she had him arrested, but then dropped the charges on the condition that he never contact her again. He also claims, this is important, to be a Harry Ginny shipper and a member of Gryffindor Tower. The, the prudes, yeah, that, that makes, that tracks, I think. Yeah, so now several Christian LiveJournal users have popped up in the Harry Potter fandom. One is called Potter's Ginny, there's a couple other, and they harass Miss Scribe and other big name fans. Uh, and everyone just has a grand old time trolling them. They call them the Nutty Christians, huh. and it's just this whole thing. This is all just increasing the hatred for Harry Ginny, Gryffindor Tower, and everything related. So Miss Scribe is now gaining popularity very shortly after entering the scene. She's friends with some of the big name fans. She's starting to edge into the inner circle. And at this time, she creates a parody website of Gryffindor Tower, and they are pissed. She made a, like a, a joke website. Yeah. Okay, I, I can see that happening. Like, I remember going to like joke websites like that where it's like you, you change like one letter and it's like, oh, we're all dummies here. <laughs> like, right. That's what I'm thinking of uh, for this immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it was just making fun of all of the fan fictions that were posted there. So it, it takes off and Miss Scribe now has more than 150 friends, which was huge back then. Those numbers sound... Yeah, that's... No, uh, it's like you early YouTube days like man I got a thousand subscribers that's insane right it's like yeah it's around that same time I get it I get it yeah so now some the Gryffindor Tower users kind of have a thing against Miss Scribe and they start looking into her and they 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 see something funny about the IP addresses involved with Fermato Jam and Miss Scribe oh okay. So they come up with this crazy theory that Fermato, Fermato Jam is a sock puppet account of Miss Scribe, and she's using it to bring down Gryffindor Tower and get into the inner circle. And one of the Gryffindor Tower admins makes a post about this and just calls Miss Scribe out. So next, Clarabella, that big fan of Miss Scribe, emails that admin and confesses that she's Miss Scribe's nanny. And that was how she got the password to somebody else's account. Hold, hold on. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is getting- Hold okay. on. It gets a little confusing. So Clara uh -huh. is Miss Scribe's nanny. She claims to be. Yes. And she says that she has other people's accounts and Miss Scribe's, that she got this harasser's username through those police records 
from when she had him arrested. Okay. And she used that info. She logged into the harassers for Matojams. Oh, okay. Account. I, yeah. I, I thought that Clara was, like, Miss Scribes nanny as, as in she took care of Miss Scribes. <laughs> like, I thought Miss Scribes no. like a child child. Like, she oh, took care no. of her kids. Okay. I should have Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, clarified. That, that's that makes things make more sense. Yeah. I it's it there's no good way like to describe someone's nanny without like throwing that into question to me. <laughs> I like I'm trying to think of a way it's like I don't know how I would say Miss Scribe was a five year old no. Miss <laughs> Scribe was five years old and doing terrible internet crimes. Miss Scribe was like a 29 year old woman okay. i think um and she has kids and clara claims that she is miss scribe's kids nanny uh-huh she uh is her biggest fan and she appreciates miss scribe so much that she hacked into her not hacked she logged into fermato jams account using those police records because apparently the police records had the username and password of Fermato Jam's live journal. Uh, I yeah, I, they could potentially, especially if they're investigating it. Uh, but early internet crime stuff was very. Um, they're like, oh, just shut the computer off, dummy. It was like right. <laughs> that was the <laughs> that was the general response to to early internet bullying and stuff. Yeah, um, so there's already some fishy stuff I, going I'm, down. I'm I'm just smelling a pile of fish. Like yeah, I'm nose deep in this because like. Why hold? Why is the nanny defending the writer? Right, just, she's her biggest fan, and she's defending the. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, why, Miss Scribe? Why are you going to all this trouble? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, so it? apparently, Clara only used for Matter Jam's account to find out who he was involved with on the Gryffindor Tower site to see if anybody else was doing anything fishy or sneaky. So then she Clara makes a live journal post admitting to this cuz she doesn't want Miss Scribe to get in trouble. Okay. Yeah. She <laughs> she admit okay. Yeah. So Miss Scribe then makes a post where she forgives Clara. She says, "Oh, I'm not going to fire you." Uh she's like, "You were just defending me." Huh. <laughs> and I wonder how quickly these were posted back to back. Oh yeah, and they're they're fan fiction writers, so they're probably like big detailed posts too. Uh huh. So you're you're putting things together my, much quicker than the fandom did. My internet hunch is strong. Uh, we're we're also working on um like twenty years of internet experience at this point. Yeah. So this stuff was happening at the very beginning. This stuff is why I know these things. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm so ready. Like this, we we've caught Miss Scribe in the trap already. I know that she's making all these accounts and like <laughs> signal boosting herself. I just want to know what she did after this because like this me, is just she, the beginning. She's, she's caught. Like I'm I've already caught her. Right. That's what you would think, and that's what makes this so fascinating. Uh, because nobody believes. Like, or rather, everybody believes the Clara nanny story. Wild. Aside from, like, a few select people, but those people were in the minority, and Miss Scribe had, like, way more powerful and influential people on her side, and they all believed her. I do buy that if her husband's an attorney, they 
she could spend all of her time at home writing fan fiction and yes. be able to afford a nanny. I buy that. Yeah. However, so that's significant because she clearly had power and influence. She had money. She had the time and the resources to be able to do all of this. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So Gryffindor Tower publishes even more proof that this is miscribed behind all of these accounts. Nobody believes them. Uh, they had literal IP addresses uh-huh. in the post, but nobody really knew how that worked, and they didn't bother to fully untangle the web. So they were just like, oh, well, you can Photoshop that, or you can spoof an IP address. Yeah, I mean, definitely, especially nowadays, you can't. Back then, it was a little... It wasn't, like, more difficult. It's just, you had to be in the know to do it, and it was like... Right. Um, yeah, if you were trolling somebody, and you wanted to make it look like they were doubling down and being a weirdo i i could see where an actual troll would be like i'm just gonna copy their ip address and uh make it look like they're fucking with themselves and it's gonna be twice as good for me right i get that and these people were the admins of these websites so they had access to this information but nobody cared really yeah they were like this is just the crazy gryffindor tower people attacking us again yeah yeah so miss scribe obviously denies this uh she calls the gryffindor tower people cockroaches oh uh yeah and somebody makes a gryffindor tower themed uh cockroach live journal avatar everybody adopts this even gryffindor tower just claims it and they're like since we're cockroaches i guess we're gonna be cockroaches and makes a whole cockroach theme on their website uh at the same time miss scribe is made a mod on fiction alley this implies a lot and is kind of like a fuck you to gryffindor tower i could see i i see now like this maybe was like a goal of the scribes Mm -hmm. like to stir up the tower and Make them fight each other and be like, hey, look what I did. Make me an admin on your site. Exactly. Okay. Because this now means that she's basically part of the inner circle. Yeah. So there's the first ever Harry Potter convention called Nimbus. And Miss Scribe and Cassandra Clare room together. Uh, so Miss Scribe has made it. You know, yeah. she's rooming with the queen. That's good for them you're hanging out i guess uh-huh uh for a second i was like who the fuck is cassandra claire is she another oh she's not a false identity <laughs> clara right. was a false identity i get it yeah okay it gets there's a lot of c names in yeah. this story so it gets a little confusing uh and this isn't even the full story i will get to that later but uh, there right. is so much more that i've left out it's crazy so after this convention, Miss Scribe announces on her live journal that she was outed at work as a smutty Harry Potter fanfiction author. And since she had a position with a senator, she resigned because she didn't want to, you know, allegedly didn't want to tarnish the name of this senator that she allegedly worked for. I, I won. I, yeah, this is a big alleged because, like, what part of the senator process is she working with them on? It's like a high up level enough, like senator's helper might make. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. especially if like, hey, this person's writing like child porn. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, people were more like, oh, who cares? They don't, they don't know what's going on. But nowadays, 
if, if somebody was out of that, it would be... Right. And I will say that people who know her actual identity, that it is out there, but please don't go looking for it. Uh, it's just not worth it. It's not interesting. But she did actually work in politics. So this could be true, but I can't see how she could have a job and have time to do all of this. Yeah, so I, I don't think that this particular thing was true. So next on the timeline, Gryffindor Tower gets permanently shut down. A lot of people said that it had to do with Miss Scribe and the Inner Circle. But actually, it was just a fight between two of the admins, and one of the admins locked everybody else out of the website and just oh, no. shut it down. Yeah, no, that, it happens. I get it. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, it, it, maybe the, this whole thing was all little parts of it. Who knows? Um, it's unfortunate when you uh, like uh, any sort of archive like this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even if it's full of weird shit. It's, it's... Yeah, because we love the weird shit. Yes. So Miss Scribe and the Inner Circle are thrilled, and they're like making fun of these people and just rejoicing. So a few months later, a live journal account gets made called Fandom Scruples. And this, similar to the big name Sinners List, uh, has a blacklist of users who wrote, quote, inappropriate topics. Um, so of course, our good friends Miss Scribe and Cassandra Clare are on this list. Then this just boosts them even higher. I had to look up what scruples was. I knew it was like I knew what the general meaning of it is, but the the definition of scruples is um, uh, a feeling of doubt or hesitation with regard to the morality or propriety of a course of action. So, Phantom Scruples is a good name for what what, what happened there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I thought it was backwards for a second. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's basically calling out people yeah. in fandom. The big big names were describing Sandra Claire were on that list. Yes. So so Miss Scribe is now at, at the top of her game. She's posting fanfiction. She's friends in real life with all of these inner circle people. Uh, it seems like nothing can bring her down. But in 2004, the presidential election was coming up, and political discussions were inevitable, even within the fandom. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's gonna happen. Yeah. So, and the internet culture was different back in the day. You were really highly criticized if you didn't want to be friends with somebody because of their politics. So, Miss Scribe was unfriending Republicans and getting in arguments, and people were mad that she you know, couldn't be more tolerant. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, I, 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 I also unfriend Republicans, but we live in a different <laughs> landscape now. Right. Where it's like, it's, 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 it's very different. They're, they were thinking the same thoughts back then. They just weren't saying them out loud most of the time. Yeah, it's a weird part of the story because you look at that and you're like, like, I do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't make 30 different accounts all praising right. each other or sometimes negging each other um, to garner false fame but i do have like 20 twitter accounts because i make business ideas and i forget <laughs> about them you're the new miss scribe maybe <laughs> so next in the timeline we'll get to what i uh referenced in the first episode 
and that is Laptop Gate. Yeah. So Cassandra Clare, her roommate, and her boyfriend's laptops all get stolen. Their apartment gets broken into. And this is another funny part of the story, because this is something that is so normalized nowadays. Yeah. But some fandom members organize a fundraiser to replace these laptops, and they raise over $2,000 in five hours. And a lot of people had an issue with this. They were like, that's, don't ask for money on the internet. That's yeah. weird. It was definitely a different time. It's like, you don't, you don't just ask strangers for money because how are you going to pay them back? Nowadays, it's like, hey, here's 50 bucks. Good, good yeah. anime. Good anime lady you drew. <laughs> right. People have GoFundMes to, for everything. Oh, yeah. So... They just raised $2,000, and that was like kind of the end of it, huh? They got the money, they replaced their laptops. Nothing else came, There's nothing else crazy with Laptop Gate? That's the end of that. Okay. Um, kind of. Okay, because if, if this is like a counter-espionage mission where other fan people stole the laptops specifically to get, like, deep intel, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> that... As far as I know, never happened. Okay. Uh, there was an issue with uh, they had some money left over from the $2,000 after they replaced the laptops, and nobody knows what happened to that money, but it was donated know. to them. Yeah, it's donated. So it's who, just, that's, who cares? You, know, it, you didn't do the math outright, whatever, you get the money. It's, it's nothing you can really do about that. Yeah. So next, Miss Scribe deletes her fandom live journal after she gets an anonymous rude comment, and I think she was just she thought she was done with the Harry Potter fandom uh, and she makes a new one uh, that's about her regular life I think it has her name on it, I'm not sure um, but it's friends only and it's just a normal live journal. But later a fan who was definitely on the outskirts, not in the inner circle, but who knew them, asks the same person who organized the fundraiser if they could boost their, basically their GoFundMe yeah, before, yeah. before GoFundMe existed. Something that's very normal today that back then was like, why are you, no, now you just, you saw that this worked, why would you want to be involved? I get it. I Right. I get the mindset of like seeing it as like a sketchy thing to do. Yeah. And this person was a cancer patient. So they yeah. they were asking this person to use their influence to boost their fundraiser for their medical treatments. And this person refused. They were like, why would I do that? I guess it was still just seen as... I don't really know why they refused. It, I mean, it's like uh, we're... You know, you have, like, it works for one person, and the next person comes up, and then, like, three more people come up, and they all want, every, yeah. everybody wants a fundraiser. I get it. Yeah. So this person complains on their blog, and a huge fight, very polarized, breaks out within the fandom. Uh, some people are like, this is a cancer patient, why wouldn't you just boost their fundraiser? What's wrong with you? Um, other people are like, that's sketchy. We don't want to give money to somebody on the internet. Yeah. And Miss Scribe comes out of the woodwork. Uh, and she makes a comment where she kind of implies that this person may be lying about their health condition. And this was a huge turning point uh, for her. A lot of people unfriended her that day a lot of people changed their minds about miss scribe after yeah. she makes that comment makes sense 
Yeah. So this is around the time that the last Harry Potter book is coming out. Miss Scribe is no longer really in the fandom, but when the next book comes out, she talks about it a little bit on her live journal. Of course, immediately gets in a fight with a troll. Oh, fun, yeah. You know, there's always topics of homophobia, racism, with all of her trolls. Yeah. And then it all kind of dies down. Uh, she still has her live journal, she still has friends on there, but nothing really in the fandom. Until 2006, where Charlotte Lennox, which is also a pseudonym, posts a multi-chapter expose of Miss Scribe. Which, shout out to them, that's where I got all the info for this podcast. Excellent. It is very detailed. It took years for them to gather all of this information. They went through all of the live journal posts, so many uh, archives, like... Like, junior detective level stuff, I love it. I, yeah, I, you should... I really encourage anybody to go look at it, because it's just an, an undertaking, you it's, know? It's amazing. And yeah. I, I thought I misread it for a second. I thought there was like numerous felony charges. Like I just saw oh my that. God. I was like, "What? Hold on, just me misreading." Hopefully, there's no felony charges anywhere. I think I just misread something. I think you did. That okay. would be uh, yeah, fascinating, though. Okay, there's no felony. Okay, there's me losing. But it. <laughs> this person says that they have pretty hard evidence that uh, almost all of Miss Scribe's trolls and fans were sock puppets Ooh. of Miss Scribe. Uh, Fermato Jam was, Potter's Ginny was, Clarabella the Nanny. God. There's a bunch. Because it, it's so strange now, being in this, um, in this, the same kind of spheres, and like I talk about Twitch uh, Twitter a lot, where when you see somebody like blow up suddenly, you kind of always have to look at it like, well, what, what specifically happened and why are they catching on now? And... I'd say one in, like, five of them are because, like, it, it's very obvious that they made a bunch of fake accounts. Mm -hmm. And, like, now they have 20,000 followers out of nowhere. And you're like, wait a second. Why are you only getting, like, four or five likes on your... Like, right. You know, what's, it's a funny tweet. I'll give you that. Why is, why is nobody liking it? It's been a day. Exactly. So this gets posted. I think it gets put up, like, a chapter at a time. You can still access it through the fan lore wiki, which, shout out to them again, they have cataloged so much. Some people, after reading the first few chapters, some of the inner circle, I think, contact the police department that had allegedly handled the Fermato Jam case. Yeah. They have Miss Scribe's real name. They have the name of the alleged stalker, and they have the date, uh, like the time yeah. frame around when it happened. Uh, so they give all that to the police. They have no record. Yeah, and that's, I mean, they're, they're, especially then, there's a matter of like public and private record. Yeah. And depending on the situation, like, it absolutely, like, it could have happened, but mm -hmm. we don't know if it's public or private record. True. So, I, this is a, a weird situation. Yeah, uh, but people do some digging. They take the time to understand the IP address stuff, and it's confirmed that for five or more years, Miss Scribe used multiple sock puppet accounts to promote her fanfiction, get herself into the inner circle, and gain fame. Basically, she did it creating fake fans and fake trolls. She she influenced fandom opinion. You know, she yeah. she 
was kind of involved in Gryffindor Tower getting taken down, you could say. It was like a multi, multi faceted attack, all yeah. straight by one lady because she <laughs> bored. And, Apparently, yeah. and wanted friends. And I guess. Like, th- I think. I mean, this is. Uh, I'm not diagnoses or anything. This is very right. uh, narcissistic. Uh, yeah. Like uh, personality kind of thing to do, where you're like trying to get all attention on you, even if like the attention's from yourself to get right. it, to get the fire started. Um, this is nuts. This is. And a lot of people speculate that she just really loved conflict. Yeah, uh, I mean, she uh, was like the most gleeful in all of these like troll wars. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> it's just it, it's so strange to to make take joy in like making other people upset or uncomfortable like this. Yeah, I mean, both sides are probably have dirty hands, honestly, just because they like I know how old flame wars went. Like people went deep and hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like back when Doxing was like, oh, you know my address. That's not really a big deal. <laughs> up up to now, it's like holy shit. Please don't ever yeah. even know where I live. Right. And another interesting part was that she had also claimed multiple times to have been in the hospital. She again, she said that she lost her job because of her fan fiction. So I think another aspect of this was that she loved garnering like weird fake sympathy. Yeah, it, it's a, a narcissist move right there. Yeah, it's, absolutely. And that's this whole this whole case. That's what it, it just seems like to me. Like somebody with a narcissistic personality that uh, mm-hmm. wants all the attention on them and will do anything to get it, and also yeah. doesn't want other people being paid attention to. Yeah, at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, so of course, she denies everything. She blames the sock puppets on this probably made up nanny once again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she ever really owns up to anything. In 2007, she posted uh, on her live journal that she was sorry and that she felt bad for everything that the people at Gryffindor Tower uh, went through, and she wished she could make things go differently. She feels bad for the people she called cockroaches. Yeah, and for not believing the cancer patient. Yeah, I wonder if that was ever anything came out of that. I do wonder about that. She also uh, says, I'm no one special. I'm just a fucking housewife with two kids and I fucking wear braces. My life is tragically normal and I never do anything to hurt anyone in real life in spite of my semi-threat of having information. I think she threatened the person who posted the expose and said that they had her real name. Oh no, uh, yeah. But then she kind of denied that too. And that was that. Miss Scribe was caught. She kind of apologized, not really. And that is the story of one of the most notable pieces of fandom lore. Wow. And and Harry Potter lore of all time. That's that's wild. It, it's yeah. the um oh I'm sorry I'm such a piece of shit. Like <laughs> make the apology about me. Uh uh-huh. apology. It's just classic it's a classic it's uh, my life is tragically normal no sorry man that's that sucks <laughs> like yep I, you don't need to be ruining people's nights like for five six years or whatever this was and it's so funny that this kind of apology is still so prevalent on the internet oh yeah it, it's anytime something happens it, there's a big thing going on in in streamer twitter right now that that's related to that and i don't even want to get into it because it's nuts <laughs> it, it yeah. is absolutely 
it's like the one person's like hey this shitty thing happened is like the other the person who did it was like all right i did that and here's a bunch of other shit that a million other people also said it's like wait a second oh my god you're burning every bridge you have to burn the bridges you're crossing you're burning them all in one go it's insane crazy i actually now that we're going through this i have a little bit of an idea i might Uh i might organize one of these episodes specifically for um the scp foundation because i do read that a lot and i didn't include it in the first one because i didn't think about it like that's a that's its own fandom thing it's not a fandom related to like any popular media not inherently there's a lot of things that are copied from popular media as they're gonna be but there's some crazy stuff that happened last year and i need to get to the bottom of everything's going on because it's it's very much in the modern uh purview of people being creeps on discord <laughs> like, yes you should absolutely I, I'll, I'll see what i can find it's not gonna be anywhere nearly as organized as this i'll go through like <laughs> that's fine because it, it's such an in- i never even considered until we were talking about like all these different sites like man scp foundation is just a fandom site it's yeah it's just a fan like a all original all nearly original content fandom site because doesn't that come from a video game no the video game came oh. from it it's um oh wow we'll talk about it more in the episode yeah. but it, it started basically as like copy pasta stuff like copy creepy pasta on 4chan and it's it grew into its own website and uh there's there's like a splinter group that do a different site and i never really checked it out and they're shitty on both ends and um but there's a really good podcast called the scp archives where they voice a lot of the stuff though uh, cool. i highly recommend that uh, i'm a huge fan of them they're actually like i want to get onto the same network that they're on that's one we're looking at right now i'm hoping I, I think it's gonna work out because they just have a like anything goes as long as it's not terrible content and cool. so far we're doing pretty good on not making terrible content yeah. uh speaking of that though it's time for our closing segment yes filler words <laughs> Let me send you. Yes, yeah, send, send you one. You got some now for me. Okay, it, this is. Uh, we're gonna expand this beyond Instagram. I gotta check out like the Facebook. And, oh, there's some TikTok stuff too. And TikTok. I've Absolutely. seen some crazy Dr. Phil TikToks, but they're always like. Yeah. They're never him. Po- it's always like stitches and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, have you seen the? I love it when people take clips from his show out of context, oh, yeah. and <laughs> where he's like quoting somebody doing something terrible, but it's just him going like, "I'm gonna throw rocks in your." window yeah. and come into you, your house you open the door or i'm gonna throw rocks through your window and it's uh-huh. always like an animal staring in the window or like a kid yeah okay we got this here. so that should lead you to a picture of dr phil in a horse got a horse he's he just he says just horsing around um the top comments uh first person just says love um that's it just all caps love uh daddy. starting out pretty normal oh yeah that's there we go yep. the second one's daddy and then daddy phil with a reply that says at nothing else besides that uh next one's very cool daddy <laughs> uh crying emojis nonsense letters daddy the next one's father shoddy you look so bussin <laughs> uh, respectfully though <laughs> respectfully always you got the daddy you got the sheesh which is a, a new uh tiktok <laughs> meme that i'm a big fan i like the sheesh Especially the coral arrangement ones. Daddy Philp? Philp. It's not Daddy Philpy. It's crazy Amazing. how so many people are first and they all say first or daddy. Yeah. It, those hooves look like they need some TLC. So we got a horse girl up in We got there. a horse lover in here. I wouldn't want to call them that. I would just call them horse ladies, usually. <laughs> uh, so it's from his rescue show, apparently. That's nice. Daddy. Um, be my father now. <laughs> and then, Daddy, you ride. Three questions. Those are those pretty uh, good filler words. 
and um yes daddy you ride thank you for that as dr phil would say <laughs> all right who are we <laughs> we are fandom fighters thank you for joining us on the second episode of our podcast uh next week i believe we'll be going over some more harry potter lore yeah you said this is gonna be like a three episode thing so i'm excited I, I know there's probably more than three episodes too. We'll, we'll probably like rotate through different things. Yeah, there's there's a lot, and I'm sure we'll see repeat offenders in different spheres too. Yeah, like I said, I feel like I could connect almost every topic we're going to talk about to Cassandra Clare. Okay. So maybe okay. we'll make that a segment too, where I figure out how all of our topics connect to Cassandra Clare. Excellent. Excellent. Um, if you like this podcast, we have a couple other ones. I'll put the links down to below. Uh, upcoming unnamed horror podcast with Francine and myself where I watch um, a new horror movie and by myself and then I talk about it with Francine who loves horror movies and I don't really like them so <laughs> nice uh, it'll be my job to recap and we'll go over some like the symbology and stuff in them or like I'll insert my own symbology because I do that all the time for everything <laughs> I do uh, we also have a D&D podcast called Morningwood Presents whatever the <laughs> campaign we're running is um, uh, the next one we should be doing is tentatively titled Born in Shadows um, and it's a very horror themed campaign the first one I, I'm we're running a practice one super fun high high fantasy stuff this next one's gonna make me and the players cry guaranteed um, yes, I'm ready it's gonna be a good it's I, I see too many uh, happy go lucky everybody's having fun D&D podcast so I wanna put out yeah. something that's just real depressing we need some uh, tears yeah uh course it'll probably be turned around to a funny thing within three episodes but we'll see well i'll, I'll try yeah. to keep it try to keep it down um yeah we'll have the links to those we, hopefully we had music this time i still yeah. need to get that worked out i it's it's a process and hopefully this is also being launched on the network that i want to be on that i don't want to say the name of until we're on it but <laughs> um they're good <laughs> i like them a lot i listen to a lot of the podcasts on the network so which nice. that uh when I talk about the SCP Foundation. All right, that that's episode two. We'll see you next week, episode three. Bye.